0: Welcome to Farming with Science. This podcast series has been designed with the goal of increasing your understanding of agricultural science and the management of our natural resources. Our aim is to share information to benefit farmers and ranchers, agricultural labor, and citizens interested in knowing more about how the food that we eat is produced every episode is an opportunity to learn shared by the best agricultural professionals from the university of florida and collaborative institutions we invite you to sit back and enjoy while jonah bosquez and francisco rivera among other guest presenters guide you through another episode of farming with science Today we have uh, Dr. Dhrualvitar, our Extension Kettle Veterinarian with us and today we're going to be talking about the vaccination process and vaccination protocols. This is going to be one of a series of videos about different vaccines and how they work. Uh, So today we just want to introduce the concept. Good morning, John and good morning, Francisco. Bye. So the background information for everybody that's watching this video is that we have in the Southeast a low adoption rate of the vaccination protocols. So what we want to do is that we want to educate you on how vaccines work. And we also want to stimulate you into trying out vaccines, working with your veterinarian to design a vaccination protocol that works for your situation. For that, uh, we're gonna discuss uh, a little bit of, of how vaccines work. So let's let's start talking about immunity, how uh, vaccines help uh, our, our cattle herd and how that immunity develops in the animal.
1: Yeah, vaccination is one of the uh, most important protocol in a ranch. It's one of the cheapest way and very effective way to prevent uh, diseases and to reduce their losses and sometimes even the animal death. So vaccination is a a way to induce immune response uh, in the cow, in the cattle, uh, from a uh, pathogen, from a microorganism. In in this case, usually they are pathogens because they can cause diseases. So it's a product developed by researchers and there are a wide variety of them in which either contain the the pathogen itself in a modified way uh, or in a killed way, maybe a killed pathogen or maybe even a part of the pathogen in which when you give to the cattle, in this case, most of the times it is in an injectable form. It can be intranasal, intranasally spray, spray as well. So you're kind, you're uh, showing the cattle immune system that pathogen, and then, uh, or at least that part of the pathogen, and in which will stimulate the immune system of that cattle. So what's gonna do? It's the immune system is gonna create. Some uh, memory about that pathogen in specific. And then, in this way, the next time when these uh, cattle uh, encounter that pathogen, when they get infected, they know which one is it. And then they are able to quickly, very fast, develop an immune response and very specific to that uh, pathogen in which depending on the vaccine, it may avoid the infection. It might reduce the infection rate. It may help uh, reducing the, the, the clinical signs or the disease severity of that animal.
0: All right, so so, Dr. Vitar, what are the essential disease that we need to watch and use vaccines for so the most uh,
1: common uh, diseases in which we have vaccines and the ranchers need to be to be considering to use, they are div- dividing in two major groups. One is uh, the ones that affect reproduction, and the other one is uh, the one that uh, 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 cause uh, bovine respiratory diseases. And then there's another one miscellaneous. So, but important for the the ranchers to consider uh, we have those vaccines for some pathogens. So some viruses can affect the reproduction, and then within them we can uh, say the bovine virus diarrhea virus, uh, also known as BVDV, one and two, IBR that's an infection, bovine rhinotracheitis uh, that's caused by the BHV one, the bovine herpes virus one. Um, and then we had some uh, other uh, pathogens, the Campylobacter fetus, Tritechomonas fetus. that's very important in the bulls, we uh, talked about uh, when we were talking about the bull BSE, that's very important to make sure we test the bulls, and then uh, there's a relatively uh, uh, degree of efficacy efficacy of that vaccine for the cows itself, not much for the bulls. Uh, we have a uh, leptospirosis that's very important, especially here in Florida, because one of the major, major risk factor is uh, to have standing water, and that's very common here in Florida, so you know better than me. Uh, we had a uh, brucella abortus as well, that's uh, not common here in Florida. Uh, nowadays, but it was a big issue in the past. There's a vaccine very effective uh, to vaccinate only the heifers and that's only the veterinarian that can give this vaccine because there's a risk of a human uh, infection. So it's a zoonotic disease. When you go to the respiratory uh, disease complex, we have some virus and some bacteria. Within the virus, we have also the BVDV, the IBR, influenza 3, the bovine respiratory syncytial virus, uh, and we had some bacteria in which you can say the Pastorella multosida, uh, Histophilus somni, and also uh, Menhemia haemolytica, And then uh, we also very important to vaccinate about the Clostridium. They are, uh, eight or nine Clostridiums years, usually they have all of those uh, vaccine components in one vaccine. Uh, and that's very important and very cost effective for the producers.
0: Uh, well, clostridiums we, are the ones that cause tetanus in humans, right? What's that? Clostridiums are the ones that cause tetanus in humans? Yes, there's the clostridium tetanine. Mm-hmm. that
1: uh, can be causing uh, tetos in humans, but that's usually is not used in cattle unless there's a risk or a reason for it. That's very common in the horses. And then there's another uh, vaccine in which uh, it was a subject of our previous video. That's the Anaplasma marginale. Uh, and another important one here uh, in the subtropical area is a uh, vaccine against pink eye. So it's against a moraxella bovis, bovaculi, and then some strains of a mycoplasma bovis. That's important because uh, there might be a mismatch of the vaccine strain and the strain in which the cattle are infected. But there are some autogenous vaccines that work uh, relatively good around here.
0: Dr. Vitar what about administering boosters? when does the rancher need to administer booster to the to the cattle herd?
1: That's an important uh, topic Francisco because um, most of the time the rancher producer will need to vaccinate the cattle more than once to induce an adequate immune response. Usually we recommend uh, the prime vaccination that's the first time the animals are vaccinated and then within four to five weeks after the prime vaccination, we recommend to give a booster, that's a second dose of that same vaccine to ensure a better immune response. And that's very important in the killed vaccines because the killed vaccines uh, must have this booster to induce adequate immune response. And also, there's a variety of uh, uh, immunity duration in which, remember me to advise the, the producers and the ranchers to do the annual boosters, because uh, you need to to keep uh, stimulating that immune response
0: for the cattle even in an annual basis. I think when it comes to beef quality assurance, and we talk a little bit about uh, administering those vaccines and how uh, we need to be careful uh, in relation to uh, meeting the criteria for Beef Quality Assurance. So there's a, a
1: program called, called Beef Quality Assurance. That's uh, uh, some protocols of best management practice. And then vaccination is uh, one important part of this program. So it this program recommends uh, the ranchers and the producers to do, try to do a good job trying to reading the label before starting using the vaccines to make sure uh, they use in the most appropriate way. So if it is injectable, sub or intramuscle vaccine, it must be given on the neck or behind the shoulder with a, a septic a techniques, using clean and disinfected needles and syringes if it is in an area in which it's uh, anaplasmosis or other diseases uh, transmitted by blood is endemic, is there and then the producers want to avoid this transmission of those diseases, recommend to change needles uh, for every animal. So you need to work with your veterinarian to see what is the best protocol there. But usually uh, you need to administrate the vaccine as the manufacturer recommends you need to store the vaccine uh, in an appropriate way, especially the MLV, the Modified Live Virus Vaccines, in which are uh, sensitive to high temperatures and also to light. So you must store it in a good cooler with an ice pack uh, protecting from the light. That's very important. And also uh, and very important is to, to check what is the meat withdrawal for those vaccines? Because the vaccines, most of them, they have uh, some products inside to preserve them. That requires uh, some time for meat withdrawal. So you don't want to put uh, animal in a food chain uh, before that withdrawal time is due. So it's very important to have those good practical practices. To not only get an adequate immune response, but also to have a good uh, beef quality product available for the consumer. So it's very important to work with uh, your veterinarian, especially the local veterinarian, because they are the ones that are aware of the most common uh, diseases in your area and in, in which you have a higher risk, and those uh, that must be uh, try to be prevented through vaccination Uh, there is not one program fits to all the farmers or ranchers but there's like a backbone of the common diseases in which the producers uh, would benefit a lot in vaccinating their cattle and then according to their uh, management uh, strategies protocols uh, how many times the producers are Bring their animal to the pens, uh, then it will be, uh, the veterinary will be talking and then um, uh, developing some better vaccination protocol that will fit your operation. But that's very, very important to use vaccines and use in the right way to prevent the diseases. And then possibly uh, reducing the use of antimicrobial, that's a very important topic right now.
0: So in conclusion, our aim is for you to educate, get a little bit more education on how vaccines work, why they're important to uh, implement in our herd health protocols. And also we wanna encourage you to have that relationship, develop that relationship with your local veterinarians. They're a very important piece of this puzzle of protecting our animals and providing our clients with a wholesome uh, quality product. With this, I'm going to thank you, Dr. Vitar, for your time. Thank you, Francisco, for the questions and hope to see you guys later on another episode of Farming with Science. This is Farming with Science. The University of Florida IFAS Extension is an equal opportunity institution.